Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to a fun episode. Dear friend and colleague here, and you you know how we're doing here. No bios, because she's going to explain to us how she shows up in the world. But ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming my friend and colleague, Georgia Basin. How are you? <laughs> Did it, good? it, it rolled. Rob. It rolled okay. It, yeah, it that, half that half British, like half English. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> If to anybody who's Honey. listening, that, he couldn't say my surname because <laughs> they're thinking, what's he talking about? What's she talking about? <laughs> Different in the American and the British accent. Very much cool. so. Very much yeah. so. Well, we, we do now know you're British. Yeah, you do know what, I'm British. Yes. What else about you would you like us to know? What else? So I live just outside London in a beautiful place that the day I saw it, I knew it was home. Mm. It was love. And so I live in love. I love it. <laughs> On every level. And what can I tell you about me? So you and I met, of course, doing Supercoach. Only once, of course, because then it got all cancelled. <laughs> the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, the pandemic. And I spent two beautiful years of the pandemic being immersed in three principles because it came to me and I spoke to Michael at the 3PGC conference, literally in the June before that then we started Supercoach in the January. So through this two years, two and a half years now, isn't it? I've done Supercoach. I've done Emerging Voices with Michael. And I've done, sorry, that's Michael Neal. I'm sure everybody probably knows that. <laughs> and I've done Advanced Track. And it's fascinating because, of course, Michael has been my last two and a half years. And this understanding... And it couldn't have come at the most perfect time because everyone's life slowed down. Yeah. Which meant I could be immersed in this understanding. Yeah. What does that feel like now? Bliss. Mm. Yeah. Because there's a quietness inside of me that I've never experienced before. And it's so fascinating to know that this understanding, and I've seen this time and time again, when it wants us, when it's our time, it's going to find us. And it almost doesn't matter how we try to avoid it. 
I coached a lady through Supercoach. We only had one conversation and then her life turned upside down and we didn't talk again. And then a year and a half later, I met her actually up in Scotland. And she said to me, she said, George, she really ever had one conversation. But the stuff that dropped into my world from that conversation, that actually I didn't know was three principles. But it just did, and it was one thing after another, after another, after another. She said, and finally I went, oh my God, I know this is what George told me about. So even though she and I never got together, yeah. it was like she was destined for it. It was destined for her. Yeah. That's a, that's a very beautiful story because it's, it is like that. Mm. You know, when, when the, and we were talking about this before, that's one of the things that I've always loved since, since meeting you is just that come from place and, and trusting. You always, from, again, the first time I met, you had a spirituality to you. Like you, you, you had a spiritualness to you, right? Which, um, and oddly enough, which actually comes out and I could see it more when you're around Jack, actually. And it's it, it because it it shows it shows and and we do have to explain Jack, but I'll set it up. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. It it shows the connection to all living things, mm. and that's a spiritual. That's that's not in the 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 intellect. That's not in you know the doing. That's well before any of that. And so kind of set it up and tell everybody who Jackie is and, and what the relationship is so they don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack is a jackdaw, which in the UK is a small form of crow. They are the most intelligent of the uh, COVID crow family. And he came to me in the first year of COVID. Somebody had picked him up as a little baby and of course, when he stopped being a cute little baby, they tried to get rid of him and they kept kind of throwing him out of the window. And strangely enough, he kept flying back. And then I had a little cleaner at the time who took him in. And she lived in a tiny little one bed flat with a little French bulldog. She was out at work all day and he was trashing her flat and her dog was terrified. So I said, well, look, bring him here. I'll find him a home. Well, I didn't know I was finding him my home. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, oh gosh, two years ago. Yeah. But because he was imprinted on humans, he, he didn't know to go to other birds. So he can't be released because he will go to humans. And where is coming to a human like me who goes, oh, wow, it's a bird. Other people, of course, have so many phobias and fears of birds you know remember the um film birds where you've got all the crows along the okay so you're so young you might not remember <laughs> no but talk about it talk about it. <laughs> uh chubby guy he did uh oh it'll come back to me anyway um 
he did a, a film called Birds. This this was in black and white. So yes, I do appreciate it. It was well before <laughs> your time. But part of it was, you know, these crows would sit along telephone lines, and it was birds that these birds attack people. Mm. So you know, there are things, films like that, that give the impression that actually, you know, the crow family is an aggressive family. So you know, so people have phobias about birds. So many of them. So he can't go out because someone will kill him out of fear. Yeah. So he lives in the house with me here. And I have to say, I mean, he is my constant companion, whether I'm going for a wee on the toilet, he's either <laughs> sitting on my knee or on my shoulder, whether I'm showering, he's sitting there watching me. Usually when I'm on Zoom, he's pecking at me going, get off, get off, I want your attention. But he was one of my biggest moments of aha I'm creating this experience because I think I was I was listening to a 3p call with my ear pods in in the kitchen in a wonderful space and he did a flyby so in he swooped nicked the ear pod out of my ear and flew off through the house so, of course, I was somewhat shocked, but I ran through the house and do excuse me if I swear, going, you little fucker, <laughs> do excuse me. But that was, you know, the immediate response. And I got halfway through my house chasing him and just went, oh, my God, I can choose something else. Mm. Because he was just doing what a bird does. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted attention. It was just all of that. How I responded to that was so clearly shown to me in that moment that I literally fell on my knees halfway down my hall and burst into laughter. Mm. And because his behavior doesn't alter, he just does a bird thing. Um. I, it really shows me where my level of consciousness is at as to how I respond. Mm, yeah. How I respond to a bird being a bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost like how, how people, exp I, I've seen it before where people will have a three or four year old toddler and go, you should make them sit down or this. And it's like, do you not see all the adults who can't sit down? <laughs> Like yeah. it's a three or four year old. That, that's what they do. Mm. Accept them for them being them. Oh, totally. that's so funny. And now mm. are ravens in the crow family? Yes, but ravens are like huge. Huge, much and bigger. Okay. If they got if you got your finger in a raven's mouth, you would lose it. You would lose it. Okay. So oh yeah. yeah. One I of wouldn't the, have one of those. Okay, one of the programs or one of the things I got to do while I was in the military was be a raven. So it was a, a small program mm -hmm. of what they call elite fighters. And mm -hmm. what would happen is um, the reason you had to be an elite fighter is because you were a military air marshal. So you would fly on all the military airplanes to destinations that didn't have security at their airports or dangerous places. And your responsibility would be making sure that airplane doesn't get damaged. And the mm -hmm. program was developed after we had landed a cargo plane to drop some humanitarian efforts off. 
and people trying to leave that country basically ran up and got in the wheel well. Well, what happened was they froze to death, obviously in flight. And then once that um, plane started landing close to the U.S. base, next thing you know, bodies are falling out when the landing gear comes out. And it's like, yeah. what in the world? And that was what the program was created about. So it was, um, it was probably one of the hardest trainings I've ever did because it was all real. It was, you got to get punched in the face. You got to punch somebody in the face. You got to get used to fighting without being able to move because you're in the alleyway of an airplane. But it was, and you get a, you get a special number once you're completed with the course. And so I am Raven 1668. Now the, the field that is open to is about 60,000 could, mm. could join, but it's only about 2,500 because the fell out rate is so high. Yeah. It's like the mental pressure, the, you know, the, the physical pressure, it just really, really will, will get you. But uh, that's my only love for birds I got right now. <laughs> it's just, I'm a Raven. <laughs> I love the Ravens, and so now I, that's why that maybe that's why I love Jack because he might. Well, you cousin. went like a finger off. Jack, yeah, yeah okay. Jack, Jack, my little cousin, so he's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Georgia, you um, you're doing a program here that I really want to highlight, um, just because of the simplicity in it and the truth in it, and that program, the Naked Truth, uh, that you're doing now. That's already started, but uh, we got another week coming up on this three-week program that you're currently doing, but I personally believe uh, is going to do so well that you're going to have to run it again and again and again, just because of it, it being the truth. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that. You know, what, what brought on you and the Naked Truth? Well, it came to me. I actually went on a, a diet program called the weight loss academy and which was awesome actually because it was about nourishing your body with food it was learning a a different way of don't starve yourself mm. feed yourself well to lose weight so that was awesome but there's this a group I know hundreds of women and I would read the posts of so many women that would go I hate my body. I hate what it says about me. I hate this. I hate that. I hate that. I hate it won't lose weight the way I want it. I, there was so much hate and attachment to what they perceived their body said about them. It was just a case. I mean, trust me, you know, I'm 58 years of age. I've done enough loopy diets in my time to go... You know, you name it, I have, I've done it. And this is what we do because there is a madness about a form we didn't choose, a body we didn't choose to, as we have this conversation, it runs itself, mm -hmm. it lives itself. It is, has an innate healing ability and it will do everything to try and balance itself no matter what we do to it but thought is energy every word has an energy so if you are telling your biological being that you hate it then 
all you're feeding it in every moment is that energy. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating to see, for example, in today's society, autoimmune diseases skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. Things like MS. Mm -hmm skyrocketing in the younger generation in the under 30s it's one of the fastest growing diseases and these are all diseases about our body attacking itself mm -hmm. but if you are sitting mentally in a place where you are always attacking yourself and this in my experience your body mirrors what goes on up here then it makes perfect sense that cancers go up autoimmune diseases go up all of these things because it's following a societal thing that we misuse fear because we're not being chased by saber-toothed tiger or whatever so we've turned that fear, that sense of survival in today's society to the Instagrams and am I liked in this and do my colleagues like me and all that. It's the misuse of thought. So that's actually how it came out. And trust me, you know, it's interesting to see the fact that my course is actually full of women. But... Men get it too. Absolutely, we do. And this is such an unspoken quietness about for men that actually I really don't like my body. Oh, yeah. Which if they could see again that they're not their body, they are what enlivens it. Yeah. Then it would just like, so much more freedom about existing and lovingness. Yeah. That's the um that's why I love when you when we originally talked about the courses, some of the things I loved about it because it was some of the things I was witnessing for myself or had seen in other clients. Uh you having a kinesiology background and knowing mm -hmm. how the body moves and things like that. I literally was just trying to get people to wake up to two things. The difference in body image versus body significance mm -hmm. and not being at war with your body. Totally it. Like totally. not being like what would just just I remember putting the thought out. It was probably for unlock your health. I can't even remember the program, but I, I remember putting it out like, what would life be like if just you weren't at war with your body? Mm. Like we ain't changed nothing else. We're not changing anything else. Just just the fact of stopping ceasefire on the body attack, you know, both mentally, both mentally and how you feed it, you know, because you can feed it full of toxins and it will respond. And then we can think it full of toxins, which shows up as inflammation. Oh, totally. I mean, the interesting, my daughter's just been in Costa Rica and all of a sudden she stopped being able to use her legs and her arm and we've flown her back early 
and actually she ended up with a neurologist up in London. She saw him yesterday and she hates her job. She hates her boss. She is really not enjoying life. And the consultant said to her yesterday, are you happy in life at the moment? She said, no, 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 no. And he said, well, actually what you're experiencing is, is migraines. And it's a specific sort of migraine. Oh, he wow. said, and the only thing that this is linked to is stress. Her body was just totally mirroring her thoughts. And I see this time and time and time again. So, you know, the people who yo-yo diet, who do this, don't do that, and of course end up always putting more weight on. Yeah. And that, you know, if you're not seeing behind the thinking, the energy of thought, and actually from there, anything is possible. Yes. Yes. So the naked truth, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please um, get out, get on Georgia's. It'll be on the show notes, but get there and hear about that program because it's it's so amazing. I remember um, having my man moment. Um, it was during the pandemic. <clears throat> it was during the pandemic and Lowell had called and said, hey, babe, I got something at work. You know, I put on a suit. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. You know, cool. I run down, get one of my nice fitted suits. I bring it back upstairs. I'm in front of the mirror and the buttons don't go. Like not not in the sense where I could squeeze it in. Like, no, this is not your suit anymore. Like this suit belongs to someone else. And then I put the jacket on and it was like, when I did get the button to close, it was almost as if I was riding around with a loaded gun. And at any point, if it popped, it was going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, again, I've been in the fitness industry. I don't know how long. I, and I thought I didn't care. I thought I had got it or whatever. And it was a full on meltdown. My body, you betrayed me and you did this. And it was so funny. And I remember laughing and going, Wait, the guy who wore that suit ate differently, moved differently, slept differently, enjoyed life differently. If you want to be him, that's your suit. If you want to be this guy who's wrapped up in pandemic, who's yeah. not doing, you know, if you want to be that guy, you got to buy a new suit. But if you want this, <laughs> this suit was for that guy who was, as you say, not at dis-ease. This guy wasn't inflamed, you know? So yeah, that was my man moment. And I, I remember going back to the gym and laughing and picking with all the women who had told me they had breakdowns before. And I would look at them like, that's weird. And I was like, hey, I'm in, I'm in the club now. Cause I had my breakdown and they were just laughing so hard. It was like, thank you. And it, yeah, it was like, man, I really thought my body betrayed me. Like angry at it, really. Interesting. Angry. Oh yeah. But of course, until you see that you're blaming something that is following where you're at. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
But and it's interesting. Exactly. You know, we have cycles, yet we battle cycles. Yes. Yeah. So we're only battling nature. Yeah. The season cycle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Mm. Yeah. Because we, I, I, I'd tell you another thing about my body I learned was my body wasn't outside of nature. My body was of nature. Mm. Like I'm in the middle of it, just like the birds and the trees and the bushes are. I'm not, I'm not standing on the sidelines watching nature go. No, I'm a part of it. It's around me. If mm. I turn around, I'm dead center of the universe. If you turn around, you're dead center of the universe. That's how I know we're the same. You know, it's like, that's how I know we're the same. So, but of course there's the illusion that every outside uh, makes us different. Makes a difference. I know. And of course that's the problem. Oh, very much so. Especially if it's causing some suffering. Or some some stress-induced illnesses and things like that. You're absolutely right when you don't have to have that. You know, it's that needless suffering that Sid, Sid kind of points to in second thought. We don't have to. It's optional. It's optional. Which kind of brings me to a very cool story I would love you to share about an experience you recently had with people seeing other people and what that looked like when you talked about the artist. Um, from from and you don't um, have to go too detailed no, no, on it no, no, no. okay this was a video that i was sent by i don't know if i'm allowed to say the it's a soap manufacturer <laughs> <laughs> but it was the fact they had i don't know 20 30 women that they brought in and they had a forensic artist there and i assume this is the one that yeah, I that's it yeah, yeah yeah and the artist didn't see the the women as they came in but the women sat down described themselves describes how they saw themselves so he drew them and then they left and they were asked to partner with another woman who again was being drawn and spend a couple of hours together and get to know each other and then they went back and they each then described the other woman and again they left the the artist didn't see anyone but then the person who had been drawn would come in and see the drawing, how they had described themselves. And it was fascinating from the point of view, this forensic artist said, you know, every woman uh, focused on their flaws, their scars, their this, their that, the other. Anything that they pointed out as negative. The other person who they had got to know then, they saw their draw and they would see the shock on their faces because, I mean, how this forensic scientist drawer did it, I haven't got a clue. I mean, he nailed these women. But the look on these women's faces as to how they described themselves and how others saw them and had described was so eye-opening and I mean what I saw in each of these women's eyes was a recognition of seeing their soul of what others saw because they described the beauty in the person 
that they had met. They didn't see the flaws. They just saw what was beautiful on the outside that then must have been the inside because when you looked at the drawings, you saw the beauty in those people in their eyes. That's, I mean, that's an unbelievable depiction of, of oh. how, how that, what's going on upstairs or in the mind, you know, uh, plays to us. That's such a, a beautiful story. Well, do this for me, Georgia. Okay. Um, the whole community is listening right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry <laughs> <me> <laughs> I mean, they've been listening the whole time. <laughs> they've been listening the whole time, but they're listening now. Okay. Uh, and and really what I want to do is just share your heart, you know, share anything with the community that you would just like them to know. Some people use this time as to sell programs, right? You know, talk about their books or whatever, or just share. But um, I've grown to just love you from from your sharing of the heart. Mm-hmm. So I would just love if you just be you. So, well, I mean, you've talked about my program. I'm a coach. But the one thing that I guess I would point to in this community, and actually this is triggered by a line in Steve Chandler's book, Creator. We are created by creator to create. And when I read that, that struck me so deeply and it still brings tears to my eyes. Because if we get a sense of we are creating an epic life in every moment that we breathe, we have the opportunity to to flourish. And that is always sitting within us, just waiting for us to notice it. And I just love people to have a better life. And however I get to point to that, I don't know, that seems to be up to something bigger than me. But look wide, look at the universality of our experience. Take away the personal, but then relish the personal. I guess it's all I'd share with the community. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner, or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.